All right, guys, welcome back to the Always Forward Podcast. And we have a repeat offender. This is number 22, Sid. So the first time I've been a repeat offender, Nick. I know. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I've heard all the stories. How you doing, man? Amazing, man. Thanks for having thank, me back. No, thanks, thanks, for, for, thanks for bringing me back. Yeah. You're like, I want to do another podcast. Nick, get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't come to you. One of these days, I'm going to get you to come I'm to coming, me. Or what if, what if we actually do a podcast? The next one. This is the deal. The next podcast that I do with you needs to be in South Carolina at your place. We'll Ooh, just do it remote. That'd be a cool one. Yeah, on the back porch. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. As long as it's not too windy, because no one will hear us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, core medical. Oh, man. How's everything going? Good. I mean, you know, you're deeply involved. Inspirational yeah. over there. Um, got a lot of changes going on. Super excited. Mm-hmm. You know, we just came out of that big meeting today, and um, it was it was great. You know, when, whenever you bring in a, a an outsourced party into your business, um, and you're so involved, so deeply involved, like we are in, in all of our businesses, right? We're, we're super hands-on. Um, it opens up your perspective of the business, like, dramatically. You know, people are... People have that fear of, you know, bringing in someone and having them diagnose their company and worrying about their flaws. Yeah, because they're going to point blame at, 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 at some level. Exactly. Of exactly. What, could, what, that, what could be doing better, you know. Yeah, I mean, on top of it, too, like, like we were talking about in the car, we, we both really hit the nail on the head. So the people we dealt with today were very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive people. Yeah. Very smart people. Very smart people. One of them, actually, if not both of them, some of the smartest people I, I know. And, and we're, that, sp- we're talking specifically operations, right? Like operations, how to, yep. Like how, um, to, how, to how to maximize. Hand, how to handle patients better and like, you know. We work for the patients, so we need yeah. to make sure their experience is the best as possible, right? right. So I have a team of guys that, that are coming in and they're doing a full revamp, rebranding, the whole nine yards for the, for the entire company. And um, a lot of people, they hold on to that money so tight and it really it really hurts them in the long run because they have the ability to rip that Band-Aid off, spend some money now, and have that long-term, clean, custom growth. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's what we did today. Well, not just that, but like you said, it, it really it, the patients are the ones that feel it. That's they, right. They feel the, the, the ease of the operations of being taken care of better. Yeah, Price. I mean, we, we're, you know, we're dealing with something now, quite frankly, and, and I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. You know, we've, we had a massive influx in patients in March. Yeah. And we have some people that are disappointed. Because we, we didn't get back to them in, 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 in a, yeah. a good period of time. And, that, you know, my deepest apologies. And the only thing I can do now is, is do better. I mean. Well, the, it's crazy is, like, we're not, like, at the end of the day, we, one of the best things that I like about, about CORE is the connection between the people, right? And obviously, we, have, we, we service now, we service a lot of vets. And, um, you know, you get on the phone or you fill out that form, you're get, you're talking to Craig or David. Those are the names. So if, if you guys ever call, if you ever. Craig, Tra- David or Travis. Oh, Travis, right. Yep. And um, these are the, so there's three human Sorry beings. Sorry if you guys get Travis. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this, that was podcast 19. Go back and meet Travis. Exactly. Um, so. And that's really the biggest thing is I tell people, I'm like, hey, listen, you fill this out, either Craig, David, or Travis is going to hit you up. They're all great dudes. But it's not some dude overseas. Yeah, exactly. It's not a call center. And you actually brought that up. You're like, I will never Well, they tried outsource. to, I mean, they, they didn't, under, in the beginning, they didn't really understand yeah. the business model. And they're like, well, if you really want to scale, maybe we should talk. I'm like, absolutely not. This, the, the people that you're going to speak to are going to be trained from the ground up and understand. I mean, if you get on the phone with our patient coordinators, People they like, care. They care, but they call yeah. and like, hey, can I talk to Doctor Stevens, please? Matt's on the phone. He's like, hey, man, you know, just so you know, I'm not a doctor, um, but uh, thanks for the. I'm a dude <laughs> that's on TRT I'm like a, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just takes a lot of time understanding the element yeah. of the business that I'm in. Yeah. So it's uh, it it was a great it was a great opportunity today. I think it was a a great learning experience for me, um, and uh, it takes those blinders off. And and when you have guys come in there that are like that have had past opportunities of growing companies that are serious, serious companies. And they come and they look at your company and they're like, wow, man, you guys are really doing a great job here. And the tweaks aren't major. You're like, oh, hell yeah, that's great news, you know? So it's it's not always He bad. did say that. He's like, you guys are making my job really easy. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, it too, is like, We've talked about this before, like hiring right, getting out of the way, letting people do their deal, not thinking you can control everything. Like those are the things that make you get in that 
stage of just idlement as a business owner unless mm-hmm. you really expand your your view on people that can help you. When did when did you do that though? Because like when you started Core, it was it was just a handful of people, yeah. right? No, I mean the room we're in right now, I'd say it's about three hundred square feet. And you were doing almost everything. You yeah. and the doctor working with you know. So I had it was, was Doctor K originally. No, no, it was um, a different doctor that we had back then. It was you right. know, th- almost thirteen years ago. Still friends with him today, and um, it was a room that was three hundred square feet. It was myself, it was um, Rick, and I had one other gentleman there helped me out, and basically. I was setting up booths at gyms. I was calling on people. I was asking friends for referrals. Um, you were telling me the other night you were like working your ass. Like, dude, it was, I mean, it was insane. I mean, I, I um, we spoke about it before. Like, I was just only work. I, I wasn't present at home. I wasn't, a, yeah. I wasn't a great dad then. And, and it was, it's, it, it, that's hard, you know. But you know, someone's gonna. Someone suffers when, 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 uh, when you're when starting you're a business. Yeah, I mean, but it was it's such a. Sp- such a slow growth period. And um, I'll tell you the story real quick. Yeah. So if I don't know if everyone recalls, but back about 12 years ago, there was a, there still is a major epidemic for pain management in South Florida. There was these pill mills everywhere. Well, it turns out I opened up this HRT clinic about six months before the most massive sting in our history of pill mills. Well, along with these owners of the pill mills, 90% of them owned HRT clinics as well. So they were in an HRT field and they were doing pill mills. They were, they were shipping out Percocets, Vicodins, and they're sending testosterone. They were that sell- was legal? No, it wasn't legal at all. Oh. Back in the day when you got in this industry, most of the people would send you a sushi menu. you check off Nangelone, Decanate, Oxangelone, Winstrol, growth hormone. You could compound growth hormone then. And all of a sudden, you'd send in your CBC comp metabolic panel and stuff would show up at your door. It was insane. So my business partner and I really wanted to do this thing right from the foundation. And we came into the industry taking really no risk, doing testosterone, people seeing our doctor, us feel, you know, waivers, blood work correct, the whole nine yards. That was the person who paved that line for me was a gentleman named Bill that I've spoken about before. And, uh, and another guy named Bill who owned APS pharmacy he was like my dad in the industry. Yeah. And he taught me the right way to do it. Well, it was really hard to compete with the guys that are doing it wrong when you're doing it right. Yeah, because they're taking shortcuts. Shortcuts, man. Yeah. And um, by God's grace, like six months into the industry, every pill mill got raided and every HRT clinic shut down. And we were like the only people standing. I think it's a lesson there because we just, I just I heard a story and um, that kind of, if you, if you operate unethically, you, you might think that you got away with it but that shit can come bite you in the ass way later. Well, I feel like they got off pretty easy on the HRT side simply because I just mean companies in general. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, Well, that's a hundred percent correct. But when you're playing in our industry, you know, one bad move could kill somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we're really strict. The the marginal, the margin for errors is not there. I mean, you, you understand margin of error better than anyone else. Of course. Yeah. So, and and we we talk about this all the time. You know, you came you came onto the company, and the company grew tremendously from your efforts, our efforts, and our, our coworkers' efforts. And we're at a position right now where we're playing just as much defense as we are offense, mm-hmm. right? So we're 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 making sure we're not making any decisions right now that is going to slow our growth down to to our end game. Yeah. And that's that's the reason why we had that meeting today. Um, I'm not the guy that can figure that out by myself. So, you know, was, when I was in that small room and we grew from 20 patients to 150 patients, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I'm making some money here. Yeah. Um, it wasn't what it was like now then, obviously. Things were a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, in the beginning now, everyone's, you know, the markets have been saturated, you know, cost has gone up. Our cost has, has stayed the same, thankfully, because of the buying power and the business relationships that, have, that we formed over the years. But pretty much right off the bat, I, I realized that I can't be doing sales. I can't be doing marketing. I can't be doing fulfillment. I can't be doing customer service. I am not good at 90% of those things. I was literally about to just talk, like, talk about, like, zone of genius and your 5%. Yeah, yeah. you so brought it up, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Um, How long... So that was my question is when you were starting like that and you were operating 300 square foot and then things started to grow, 
and you're burning the burning the candle at both ends at what point or how long were you into the business that you were like okay i've got to do i've got to focus on what i do and then let other people and then grow your team so i'm going to go back just like what that what's the threshold that you make that decision so i did it not consciously when i did it back then Mm -hmm. um i am a believer that a business owner should understand every department of their business yeah so when you're growing there's two there's three ways to be really wealthy in life being a business owner number one you start businesses from scratch what me and my business partner do you know we've started all of our businesses from dead scratch number two you come in you buy bad debt and you grow it, or number three, you're a lucky sperm cell, and you <laughs> and you and you are born into the operation. Neither neither of us are number three. Yes, number three. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with number three. Can't pick our parents. We said that before in the, the podcast. Yeah. Sometimes I have friends that have made amazing things happen. Yeah. But those are the three ways you run a business that you can figure out how to run a business successfully in yeah. your growth, right? So, um, for me, I'm number one there. So. I, I really need to understand the departments. Well, as I, and the business that I was in before, I was really on the sales side of things. So what my my thing was is I want to remove right away all the things that don't make the make the wheels go round and round. What what the real the real fundamental of the company is, which is starts with what? Sales. Yeah, of course. So my first thing was to find a sales guy that could alleviate some pressure from me and we could double down on the amount of patients coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And then I had... And then from there, I brought in operations, uh, really good operations. At this time, I'm still outsourcing my minute amount of marketing. As everyone knows, a lot of people know, I've only had Facebook social media for three years. Companies only had it for four. Mm-hmm. And we've been around for 12. That's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we did damn good without it. Right. We're doing really well with it. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so, um, once I I start I I I was outsourcing you know now we have an attorney in house, yeah. CPA in house, marketing in house, HR in house, bookkeeping in house, you know we have all the aspects pretty much in house now and we outsource some stuff obviously, but it took a long time to get to the point to where number one the company can afford it and number two I take I'd stop white knuckling those opportunities to be controlling outsourced parties, and as soon as I kind of came off the gas. It took me a while because I'm a control freak, right? Yeah. I'm a business owner. And, uh, it's your baby. I'm a baby. Yeah. 20. Well, I mean, the business is your baby. That's the business why, is that's my why, baby, but I, I was a baby too at the time. Yeah. It was 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I was 29, 28 years old. And, and uh, oh God, actually I was, I was 29, 30. Um, <laughs> and, uh, seems so young seems now, so doesn't young. it? It yeah. does. Oh my gosh. I, I, uh, you know, I, I hang out with, with Travis, you know, a lot. He's, he's, uh, He's 26, 27. And, yeah. And then, and um, he's super mature, like super dialed in, great kid. Fresh, and, out, fresh out of the army. Fresh out of the army. Um, good tendencies, good morals. But when you hang out with those guys, I, for some reason, I thought Travis, you know, I, I think Travis is like, you know, 35 years old, whatever, you know, it, it is. But he was like the same age that I am when I started this, yeah. this, this thing. And, you know, I still think Mike Arrow's 26 for some reason because I've known him <laughs> forever. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's funny. So when, when I when I when I started to really, when you start your business, right, you're so scared about making money and all this stuff, and then it starts to happen, and then you don't want to let go of that money you're making. That's your biggest mistake. You have to reinvest. Yeah. Like you have to do that. So for me, when I when I would take that next little baby step, and the company would grow, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm, this is more tolerable. This is more tolerable. I'm going to do it again. I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit more this time. I'm going to bring this person in now. And finally, you build up that tolerance. Like I explained about payment tolerance, how, how scary it is to buy that first car when you spend 300 bucks on that first car and then and you're not as scared on the second car, but you're still kind of scared. And you learn how to be comfortable in those payments. It's yeah, the same I, thing with I your think business. That, I think that people across the board have a bad relationship with money. Well, that is that is very true. And, and I don't mean a bad relationship as in the way they spend it, the way they spend it, or the way that they, but literally the way they think about it in the way that they want to control it. It's instead of, instead of looking at it, wealthy people look at money as a tool. It is a tool. It's the only, it's the only tool we, re- we really have other than our good relationships to grow. Yeah. And, and so there, so instead of being scared of like losing money, you know what I mean? They use it as like, I'm going to use this money as to get, to move forward in life or whatever that means. It, yep. Exactly. Opportunities, whatever. So like, um, 
like the just getting by method. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Right? So I'm going to turn this interview around. Now I'm interviewing Nick. Nick, talk to me about the just getting by method. I, I just get, I, <laughs> I, I, you're going to get me all hot. I'm going to start sweating. I just don't like the thought. And, and Allie and I started this. When we first got together, man, we had nothing. We had nothing, man. We had both come out of divorces. I mean, we're like every money that we, any money that we did make, you know, goes to kids and goes to spouse, you know, former spouses and, you know, you know, you know, (laughs) so, but we never, we never poor mouthed ourselves. We never were like, I can't afford that or I can't do that. It was more along. It's a mentality game when you do that. Yes. Cause you immediately put your threshold here and like, I can't. I can't break that threshold. I can't break the threshold. I can't afford this. So when I hear people say I am 300 pounds, so I get on a phone call, you know, with somebody who's like, I've already had a stroke or I'm, I've got heart disease or I've got this. I'm obese. Uh-huh. I've got three kids. My dad died at 50. I'm 49. <laughs> I have type two diabetes. I have type two diabetes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's like, you're going to die if we don't fix this. So let's sign up for coaching. I can't afford it. Let me talk to your kids and ask them if, if, if you can afford it. Yeah. Like, or, or, I mean, at that point when it's like, we talked about, um, like needs and wants yeah. and wants and needs that right there should go into like that need level. There's categories in life. Yeah, exactly. I want a new hunting rifle. I don't need it. I can do something to stay alive. I need it. You need it. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, instead of saying I can't afford it, say, what do I need to do to be able to afford this? So Allie and I constantly were like, okay, what other job can we pick up? How much do we need to make? Okay, we're making this much and we need to do this thing. Or I need, I need, for instance, I need TRT because I was in my early 30s and I didn't have it, right? VA is not going to give it to me. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, how much is it a week? 35, 45 extra a week? Okay, so what do I need to do to make 35? Throw, I got to throw newspapers. Whatever. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. But it's the mentality of like, Instead of going, oh, I, I, this is my threshold and I'm not going to do, do anything about it. Well, then you're done for, like, that's it. That's the amount of money that, that you're at the level of success that you're going to have for the rest of your life. It drives me crazy. And, and I come, you, you and I are very similar. Come from nothing, bro. High school dropout, like, poor, lived in trailers, lived in Section 8 housing, you know, poor, bro. So there, so there is there there is a there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a, a counter, and I agree with everything that you're saying. There are people that are in a comfort zone in life mm-hmm. to where their mentality is: I don't want more, I don't need more. That's okay. That's okay. But there are people that are surrounded here in South Florida. They they act as if with no plan, mm-hmm. right? Or they're they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And they have no plan once again. I, I, that's my favorite story of yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you, you had to get rid of I had your a, watches and stuff. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always had a plan. But so there's there's some categories in some buckets in life that I put in place. Number one, health. Yeah. You know, health is wealth. Health is wealth. Yeah. And for me, you know, it might sound biased, but if you need TRT and you're a business owner and you want to be a good employee, you better get yourself on HRT because it's going to change your freaking entire dynamic. You are going to like no naps at three o'clock, two hours to your day. Yeah. Have I told you the story about Porsche? Uh, I told the story on a podcast, but I've, I've, I, from a third party, I told somebody else's story. So I'll be good brief with it. Dear friends with the owner of uh, Porsche in down here. It's the largest Porsche dealership in the country. In Boca? It's in uh, Pompano. Okay. Um, and, uh, I walk in there and I'm, I'm buying a car and, one of the cars I had to give away. Um, and uh, <laughs> and um, basically, I, I'm looking around, and I'm like, these, there's like five, there's like, you know, 15, 20 sales guys on the floor. Places bump in. They have like, they had not now four or 5,000 cars in inventory. Yeah. And everyone's obese. Everyone's moving slow, except for a few guys. Seriously, one down of, here? One, one of them was a patient. They're all older guys, been in the industry forever, selling exhaust. Wow. And I go to David, the owner, who I, I was dear, dear friends with before he passed away. And I said, David, I want to do something. I want to run a little beta here. I want you to give me your top 10 sales guys. I want to run blood work on them. I want to narrow it down to five guys here. And I'm going to give them free a- HRT for 10 to 15 weeks. It's on the house. For just the top five guys. Top that five guys. That need it. Mm-hmm. I said, if my production, if what I do helps your production go up 5%, 
I want you to roll out a program here for all your staff. If they sell a certain amount of cars, you pay for it. If they sell a certain amount of cars, you pay for half, so on and so forth. Well, the numbers on a, uh, on a Porsche are, are pretty aggressive, right? So 5% is a pretty solid number in net profit. Okay. Um, we ended up being at 8%, and he rolled out a program for the entire company. He had like a 16% increase in revenue in the next year. Just from guys being on HRT. Because it, it removes the brain frog, and it makes you just want to go crush life. I mean, when I'm buying anything, I want to buy it for so, from someone that like promotes the brand both mentally and physically. Yeah. Like, I want a guy that's like in good shape in a in a freaking polo shirt you know so, doing the so, deal <laughs> so there's yeah so there's the dude right there's the guy so you, if you're the this is why i get frustrated because like well i can't afford that okay and then in the same sentence they're like hey um i'm starting this i got this small business that i'm starting this e-commerce business or whatever it is yep and i'm like so i'm i'm all my time is in that it's like well dude why don't you invest in yourself yeah and i guarantee i guarantee things will start flying. When I got, I started my first company when, and it was kind of just stagnant. You know what I mean? I was just like, I didn't have direction. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Well, I'm going to tell you that's important when you're starting a business, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) But my, for my brain though, my brain just was not firing on all cylinders. And I was just like, it was very foggy. And I was like, I'm doing this thing, but like, what's the next level? How do I grow? How do I make more money? And it wasn't until, um, I went to the brain clinic and then got on TRT and it was like, I was yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. I knew I immediately when I, when that stuff kicked in, I immediately knew what, what direction I was going. It's, it's interesting. Um, and for those out there who have never taken HRT before the first 20 weeks of HRT are the best 20 weeks of your life. hundred <laughs> percent. Cause it's like, cause you see the, the drastic, it's a drastic change. Yeah. Then your body gets used to it. So transparently you're going to have, you have to pay attention to your actions. Yeah. Right. So you, that ego kicks in cause you've never felt that good or your sex drive comes back and your ego kicks in because you can do what you want to do now. Confidence w- without yeah. issues in raising confidence. Yeah. People are noticing your changes mm-hmm. And noticing your clarity and your physical appearance, your confidence goes up. And, and that attracts everything. It attracts everything. But yeah. there's also a negative side to that, too. Don't be a dick. A lot of people I see go through that small range of coming on to HRT for the first time. And it's an ego play, not a confidence play. Uh, I noticed that. Um, and Like also, being a dick to who? They, they just have that, that chip from HRT. Like I've, I've legitimately had friends I've given HRT too. They've been like, kind of like, Oh, look at me. I lost 20 pounds. Oh, look at me. You know, I'm doing this now. Look I'm like, Hey bro, guess what? Go find that somewhere else. I'll see you later. Go pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did it to me. So yeah. I mean, in, in, a, in a way more aggressive, way manner. more aggressive yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. So go back to listen to Sydney's last podcast. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, it's an inter- it's a, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting, way of changing your life because it is so dramatic so that goes that, like it goes so it goes back to what i was saying like i if if you're one of those people that's like well i get that and i need it but i i can't afford it and the va is not going to give it to me or whatever my insurance is going to cover it dude who cares who cares like if if it's going to benefit you yeah. why can't you change your perception to do something that's going to benefit you exactly like so i have a, a staff member Allison, who's been with me forever, she's amazing. She works her ass off for me. And she was never in the HRT world, mm-hmm. right? And she worked for a, re, a real estate company, I believe, before she, she came aboard. She's been with me for nine years, maybe 10. Don't, uh, don't kill me, Allison. And she saw the benefits within the first two or three weeks of working at CORE and had her husband in the clinic immediately. Really? That's happened like four or five, with four or five different people. And then, uh, and how's he doing now? I mean, it's been nine years ago. He's, he's, he's a great guy. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's been in the core family. You know, she's been around forever. She's, she's great. And, and it's, and it's, it changes your whole family dynamic. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, when you're, when you're not feeling it, you're just not feeling it, you know? Yeah. And there's, there could be other reasons for sure. There's underlying issues there. It's testosterone isn't the end all be all, but it, it's 90% of the time a good start. Well, yeah, and then you look at, you know, what's great about you guys is you guys look at the whole, like, biggest blood panel you'll ever do. Exactly. And you find a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah it's it's um, it's it's great when 
when you turn that light on for somebody, like I've had so many. So, so what do you do? You got a friend. Uh, they wouldn't be your friend. What do you, what'd you call it? I, you have, you create a self cleansing oh, atmosphere, atmosphere we'll, yeah. which we'll get into, but, <laughs> but hypothetically you, you did have a acquaintance that tells you you can't afford something or like when it revolves around them actually producing more in life. And what I mean by producing more is not necessarily more money, but like a more meaningful relationship with your wife, a better dad, a better husband, yeah. better friend. What would you, what would you tell them if they came out to you and be like, and they had a limiting like factor in their brain. So I take them out of the picture. What I, what I want to do is what I do there is I take it like really far. And I'm like, what would I tell you if you put a little bit of work and effort into this, that you could be in a position where you weren't worried about yourself and you could just, and you could help others all the time. Yeah. Is that attractive to you? attractive to me yeah it's great because guess what that shit's the most fulfilling thing in the world i'm just right now in my life being able to start that journey like jp does yeah like his he works hard he makes money but he's a 75 25 ratio now of working and helping others and his life is so fulfilling and so amazing because he's constantly seeing results from others that he's influencing and he really cares. Like that's, he cares, yeah, he dude. He really it's, cares that's, about that. That's yeah. like my goal. That's like his mission. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a pretty cool mission. Yeah. And he breeds it, right? Yeah. So, um, he, um, for, and then they're like, well, wh- what do you mean? I'm like, well, if you put some time in, you're going to get there. Like, the concerns you have about you are are, are easily fixed. And, yeah. and, and I, you know, we, Mel and I always just say this. You, you say it too. Just get your blood work done, dude. Like, get your blood work done. It's going to, the proof's in the pudding. Speak to the... The dog, but not the even HRT. Like, would you? I mean, oh, I see. Just in concept of in concept. I mean, like, dude, I've really, I, I'm hard to deal with when when you're being a pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when do you tell people that? Do you be like, listen, yeah, you're man, being, well, a, you're I being. Mean, a I bitch. tell people exactly how like, I like. Man up. I tell people exactly how I feel. I, I mean, there's no reason not to. If something's bothering me, if I, if I know that I'm correct, or I feel like I'm going in the right direction with something, I communicate it and wait for a response to prove my response incorrect. Yeah. It's the way you go about life. Otherwise, you're wasting time and meaningful in relationships that really mean nothing, and you're just watching people do stupid shit. Yeah. Like, either correct it if they can't handle it. See ya. So that leads me, that leads me to uh, your, your self-cleansing environment. Well, <clears throat> we were driving in the car, and, and Nick was like, man, you're freaking hustling. You're moving hard, and... Um, I contribute that to my massive issue with uh, something called ADD, Nick. Okay, <laughs> and um, it's a serious condition. It's a, it's a serious condition, <laughs> guys. I have it, um, and uh, those of you who know me will definitely agree. No diagnosis necessary, <laughs> no, um, for sure. And uh, so I said um, to Nick, you know, he's like, "Man, you're running around. You hustle hard. You move fast. So do I." And people have a hard time you know, kind of keeping up. It's kind of like intimidating a lot of times. And I backed it up by saying I learned how to use ADD as the, my most valuable tool. Mm-hmm. So Jack, you might disagree with me on this, but I can multitask like a motherfucker. Like you I, get, a, you get a lot of shit done in your day. A lot, like a lot of stuff done in my day. Now there's certain times where that ADD does still hurt. Like the meeting we were in today. Yeah. I was fighting my phone a few times, but I knew it was so important that legitimately in my head, I talk to myself. Well, it's also a personality thing, right? We, you and I are both very high Ds, so we're, we're managing a bunch of bunch of things simultaneously. Yeah. So when, when people speak to us, it's like a lot, the saying that I, that I have that I stole from someone is speak faster or use less words. Yes, exactly. Like, I, I don't need all the details. Give me the wave tops, and I need to be able to make a decision really quickly. So I need to move on to the next thing. I mean, it's... It, that's... <laughs> That's great because, I mean, I do that already. Like, I'm like, this is what I need. This is how I want it done. This is what I need it done. Yeah. See you later. Boom. Yeah. Um, and and I know who I can delegate to like that and who I can't. We spoke about that in my other podcast. Yeah. But. um, Yeah, working with different personality types. Yeah. You can't be with that with everybody because it, it gets overwhelming it, to some certain personality and, and types. Cer- and yeah. certain people you have to take the time with because the job right. they're doing is very different than the other person's. Yeah. If I'm like, hey, call this guy, get him signed up, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to do anything else. But if I'm like, hey, Amir, I need demographic. I need this. I need all this, all yeah, these yeah. numbers done for our business. It needs to be a slower, more calculated conversation. Yeah. So my staff has got to l- learn me real well. My friends have got to learn me real well. And 
I have a saying to where I've created a self-cleansing atmosphere to where like you're either going to be able to handle it or you're not, dude. And that's really what it comes down to. Um, there's been people. But who are the people that are that are exiting from the circle from that? Typically the people that, that don't want to run aggressively in life. Like they don't want to be a monster in business. They want to be just, all right, let me just collect a check and I'll see you guys later. First one, first one out the door, you know, last one in the door, sitting in their car, smoking a vape till nine, eight fifty nine and 30 seconds, and then running in the door. Um, I don't have any of those that work and then for me. And then looking at the clock at four. Oh, something. and then coming in the door is my favorite. I'm on time. Oh, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee at Starbucks up the street. I'll be right back. Like, okay. Your desk will be cleaned up when you come back in the door. Uh, I've done that before, and and it's and it and and that tone. Yeah. People, I've had like, I have some staff members that can not challenge me, but ask me why I do stuff. I'm so I'm very close to them. Like, hey, hey, Sid, like you took that angle on that staff member, and I'm just curious why. I would never do that to you, Sid, because I I get it, but but like, why'd you do that? It's because. That stuff is so contagious in an office. I remove it right away. There's no second chance. Yeah. If you can't figure out that our time is so like valuable and how much opportunity you have here to make the company money and yourself money very quickly, you're in the wrong place. You're gone. Yeah. That's it. And you know, we talk about giving people a second chance and how to give those second chances properly so you know you're in the right. Yeah. And sometimes people surprise you. Yeah. Right? And and uh and um, it, it's, a, it's a learning experience. It's a real learning experience. And I, I learn every single day from it. But the one thing is, is that that high pace, um, that high pace with having staff members that are more calculated than you, because when you're that high case, sometimes you're not that calculated. Yeah. That can kind of clean up a little bit behind you. That's also super important too. Like yeah, you have to have the Kalins, the Rebecca's, the Allies. Like have you have to. to, you have to, because we're moving so fast. fast. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not the detail guy. But those top, those top, those people, I wouldn't say those top coworkers, but those people that are in a place to be sweeping up the street behind you, they know you so well yeah. that they'll do that for you. And they'd be like, hey, next time, don't even come to him on that. Right. Which is like the best. Yeah. That's like, hey, Kaylin. Don't, don't bother him. Don't bother him with that. Hey, Kaylin, come I to my office. Is. You know, here's a thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Exactly. You said, um. So that's basically, so we're talking about like self-clean, like it keeps the laziness, I guess, or keeps the people that don't want to, I call it motivation. I just think it's motivation. Like I, my staff is so motivated. Our staff is like, the guys are so motivated. Like everyone is in the office just grinding. Yeah. It's great. And I don't, I can't remember the last time I had to like really crack the whip. Do you think that the reason why they're so motivated is... Is it because of your amazing leadership? Yeah. Or, or do you think it really has to do with what they actually do and the people they talk to? Well, I mean, these the, the, the guys are super passionate. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure if you guys heard Travis, he, he's, you know, he's one of the newer re- recruits here at CORE. Yeah. And I he's dramatically passionate about his patients being at work early, leaving late, making sure nothing is unattended to at the end of that day. Um, I mean, the rest of the guys are all the same way. But when you have a brand new guy come through the door and they're like that instantly, that's amazing. And it takes, a, makes just like the guy said to us today, they, that makes my job a lot easier. What do I want to do? Go in there and crack the web. Hey, bro, you know, get off the internet, get on your cell phone and start working. Like that is, we're adults. Right. Like the, so, someone that's, listen, if you want to go on social media during your break, go right ahead and go on it. But like when you go to work, go to work. And I'll promise you, if you're doing shit like that at work, you're not working to your potential. No. There's a lot more. On, a lot more in the tank. A lot you're, more in the tank. That you're leaving that. Oh, I don't there. have anything to do. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm in the office next door. Just bang on the door. I'll give you plenty. Right. But you, you, like, and I mean, r- right now at core, I don't have anything to do. Is just would never come out of anyone's mouth. because <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, erupting. And it's just, it's been, it's been crazy. And these guys work so hard and I care about how hard they work. And they are just so focused on uh, like core. Like they really are focused on core. They're not focused on, you know, what they're having for lunch that day. You know, they bring their lunch and they make 
six figures and they're bringing their lunch to work. Mm-hmm. Like most guys are like, oh, I'm going to go out and, you know, take an hour and have lunch and chill. No, these guys are on the grind. They enjoy their Friday afternoon, Saturdays and Sundays, and they get back on it. Sometimes not even Saturday and Sunday. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But those guys want to do that. Yeah. They're we, don't even, we don't even make them do that. No, they I just, know. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, and y- you know who to call when you have somebody that needs to, to get moving. So uh, I'm going to bring up, um, we don't have to talk, I don't want to talk like, I guess, specifics because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, but you brought up something, and this is something that we deal with on a regular basis. And I, I was having this conversation with somebody on my um, community text app. So if you guys see the number that says text me here, um, that's my my group, you know, app where I answer questions directly. So sometimes I get bogged down. How do I down. get one of those? I get bogged down. I'll hook you up, bro. <laughs> I don't want one of those. No, you don't want, you don't want one of those. Um, I get bogged down with social media messages. So the people that are serious go through there. So it's, it's a lot less, people. a lot less people. Yeah, so I mean, your social media messages are freaking insane. It's, I have some, Christian usually goes in there. Christian and Ali is the ones that go in there and kind of handles all that kind yeah, of stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, when you do those Q&As, it must be nuts. It's, it's nuts. Um, so I have this text group, so it filters people out. People are a little bit more serious. Anyways, I was talking to a guy today, and he was like, hey, why doesn't the VA do testosterone or why can't core work with the VA and do that sort of thing? And, and so I kind of, based off our conversation talking about, and you kind of clued it into me. Um, but the VA is, is a federal organization. Federally, they are backed. The feds are backed by big pharma. Like there's no question there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, taxable situation right so i I want to and and i'm treading lightly you know on purpose but essentially hrt and i never really thought about it in the way that you brought it up but hrt is a threat to big pharma well it's not so so no yes and no number one compared to the money they're making on these other controls that's what i'm saying it's a money thing Exactly. And you know where it's really inter- where it comes interesting is I would go and sit down and bring in my clinical team and I would teach the VA for free mm-hmm. for free. And this is true and not make a penny on how to service these vets properly. They won't do it. They wouldn't do it. Of no. course they wouldn't do it. It's a money thing. It's a, but this, and then the, the thing is, is that like for me, like I've, I've, and I can't even imagine for you, I've had a dozen or more guys call me and say, Sydney, I was going to put a bullet under my chin or in the side of my head or yeah. jump off of a building because I couldn't get my mind right. Yeah. All so, I can think so of that's, is... So that's, that was my point is so the VA is um, a lot. And, and you know what? Doctors in general pushing a lot of SSRIs, mm-hmm. right? Which, you know, a lot of that can be, you know, <laughs> fixed. If you're, if you're on HRT, you won't need those things. Yeah, I mean, we, um, we run a, a, a central fill on all of our patients to make mm-hmm. sure they're not doctor shopping. Okay. For you guys out there that don't know what that is, it's, um, it's a national database that tells us what control substances that you've been prescribed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And basically, I, I haven't, I, I've never, uh, you know, explained this before. So I can go into this database and it tells me if you're on Percocets, Vicodin, Xanax, Valium, Kalatapin, but the reason why we really use it, number one, is to make sure someone's really not abusing other controlled substances. Yeah. But re- the real reason is, is we don't want Nick coming to core and going to another HRT clinic, double dipping, taking 200 milligrams, coming off, making it look like they're not, and they could be hurting themselves. Yeah. Um, but also with that, there's a lot of patients that we get on, and we're like, this dude is sub- prescribed freaking 25 milligrams of Xanax a day. That's Bro, a, it's so overstatement. it's so bad. And and I and I I used to look at those and now it's like now the the, the whole clinical team take a, take a peek at it in the, yeah. in the pharmacy. But what's interesting is is I have my meetings with my clinicians and they're like, "Sid, the same patient I saw a year ago has no controls other than ours on their phone. Right. Dude, when I I mean this is my this is my story. I mean, I had the we, we I call it the VA starter pack. It's like you get it's like that animal pack you used to buy it. Yeah, right. <laughs> GNC. Yeah, right. That yeah, literally yellow pills in it. Yeah. Dude, literally twenty one mm-hmm. bottles of pills, and I'm talking like stuff to go to sleep. And I'm stuff talking yeah. Dream Erasers, Prazosin, which is an adrenal. Was I didn't even know. Ali figured this out. This is way back in the day. It's uh, an adrenal blocker. 
literally just blocking your adrenal glands. And and you, you guys don't want to do that, by the way. That's why? A, it's, I mean, listen, it's all, it's, it's all functionality. Like you're, you're supposed to have those you're things. You're supposed to have those things. Yeah. I mean. So, so those, you got, I w- they gave me um, uh, Ambien to go to bed. They gave me ADHD something. What's the, like, that's basically. Ritalin? No. Adderall? Adderall. Yeah. Like basically crack, right? Like, so it, you. It's, it's synthetic methamphetamine. So they give me that to wake up. Mm-hmm. They give me Adderall to wake up. Something to put me down. Xanax to keep me calm. I mean, yeah. It's quite a few controlled substances there, Nick. They just mix them all together. I mean, quite frankly, if there was a doctor in Boca prescribing all that, they'd be in jail. Seriously? Of course, dude. I mean, depending on the dosing and stuff, and depending on how many people they were giving it to. Bro, that is that is a standard practice for the for uh, the VA. Yeah, I know. I mean, oh, and then oh, I forgot about tramadol for the pain. Oh yeah, and Percocets and Vikes if you wanted yeah. them. I know. It's. I mean, but so th- so that's what people are dealing with, and then you go in there to say, hey, and then you do a lab test, and you're like, hey, my testosterone's one ninety five. They're like, oh, you're just you're you're right at the low limit. You're fine. Yeah. Right, but my liver functions through the roof because so all that, the pain medication so my, me. <laughs> so my thing is, is it, is it, right, my, right. Yeah, my, yeah. my kidneys and liver shutting down, but no big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my question, like. And, and, so, and I've been in nine car accidents. <laughs> right. <laughs> my wife left me. <laughs> I, I don't things are getting, things are on the up, buddy. Don't worry about it. You're almost there. <laughs> so my, uh, and, and it's, it's funny because of how bad it is. But the thing is, is I sort of, I look at that. I'm like, why wouldn't they just treat? hormones it's money it has to be a money thing and i don't know i i mean i guess um i mean because at the end for for me i i i could really i could really give a shit about about the va right i i I feel horrible for the guy that just doesn't know well that's and there's probably why do you think i'm like banging the drum all the time it's 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 an education it's an educational piece yeah and there's a lot more we can do on that on that educational piece. And, and if, for me too, it's like <clears throat> how many people a day are being just completely misdiagnosed and how much harder is it making their life in exactly. our, in our job in the future. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. But the thing is too, is when you're transitioning off of that VA starter package, there's a lot of pain involved. Yeah. Like you have to be a freaking you have to be ready to go. It involves sometimes you, treatment. You got to be. You got to be really mentally resilient for sure. You know what I mean? I mean? It's, it's it could be some of the worst seven days of your life. Yeah. Xanax is the most addicting, dangerous drug in the world to come off of. You can die from it easier than alcohol. Really? It is the most dangerous, dangerous. Well, you know this from um, your other your other. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, you, you have another business that's called. Uh, Guardian, yeah, and uh, we're one of the top substance abuse facilities in the country. And um, my business partner does an amazing job over there. He's got a great team, and uh, stuff we see over there is crazy. I mean, we, we've we've never had anyone pass in our facility because um, we we're just very very good. Um, and you know, it's essentially an emergency room. Oh, that's All, what it is. Our detoxes are emergency rooms okay. that are very well equipped. So it's like very very. Bad situations. Very that come bad in the situations. Guardian. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's everything. I mean, right. um, where and it's uh, Z- Xanax is like I want to freaking die for seven days. No kidding. You're just in the worst shape of your life. And they're just giving this shit out like Skittles. And it's so addicting. It's addicting, but <clears throat> there, you know, there's solutions and and you know, su- substance abuse is a real thing. You yeah. know, and it's a, it, it's it's a hard thing. Um, but the beauty of it is, is like that one, like like that one guy who calls you up. I get like, I have I have a bunch of guys that like every year will send me a Christmas card. You know, I have Christmas cards from guys that like wanted to like legitimately commit suicide, and I went through suicide in my family, and it's it's a selfish, yeah, ridiculously ripple effect is tremendous what it does to you, the long term damage to your children. Yeah. It's rough and I witnessed it and I and I went through it and I had to do a lot of work around it to get right and the 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 outcome there is like that happened to me for a freaking reason I think because the work around it too because 
guess what? Like I'm, the, I guess the empathy. The empathy is yeah. huge. It's huge. And and the, the the great part is is I'll get guys like that are calling me during Christmas time like, hey man, I wouldn't have made this Christmas without you. It's like holy crap. So so I actually um, I put that in my book. I don't think. If, if you guys haven't read uh, Excommunicated Warrior, The Seven Stages of Transition, it kind of talks about my my experience with, with, with uh, you know, suicide and things like that. Um, but I'm, I came to the conclusion as I started working with vets and sort of talking around the United States about these subjects is I don't think people want to – I don't think people want to die. I think people are just in an extreme amount of pain and, and exhaustion. Can't find the answer. And they want to re- – they just want to rest. They want – their brain or they, they want to feel relief. So they think that's the only option. You know, they want that rest and the relief and the weight off their shoulders. So they're, they're, they're going to make a permanent solution off a temporary problem. Yeah. A lot of things that I've seen from the vet community is a guy will be like, Hey Sid, I just, I feel like I'm such a glut for punishment for my entire family. Yeah. I feel like I don't bring anything to the table anymore. Right. And I'm like, well, you know what you're going to do if you decide to ruin them for life, ruin them for life. So you're yeah. gonna, it's like really a bad decision. And then potentially their I've kids had lives. a lot of conversations with a lot of vets like this. You know, it's th- just like in this industry, it's it's so rewarding. Like, I, I think I've told you before, you know, I, just like I get Christmas cards and thank you letters and this, that and the other from those from from that line of duty and, and people that we've helped go in a different direction. I, like we've people people are 45 years old to get their PSA check for the first time. You come to core, you're tw- 29.30. You get you check your PSA, it's elevated. Guess what? You might have cancer. We found seven or eight cases of it already, and we handle the issue at 30, not 45, and guess what? It's a walk in the park versus what you're dealing with at 45. Well, because you've probably had it for a while. Exactly. At that point. That es- it's escalating. The yeah. sooner the better with cancer, right? Yeah. It's not like, hey, I'll just put this off. and, and <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out my prostate cancer when I'm 45. Yeah. Like, for those of you guys out there, do demand a PSA test <laughs> in your early once, 30s. Once a year. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's p- basic blood work now. And then, you know, when you turn 40, you got to get yeah. the, the, the full deal done, which isn't great. I'm 43. Um I've experienced it. It's terrible. I just, I just had my first, my first uh, dose. No, my first doc. My first doc say, "Hey, we probably need to get you uh, scheduled for a colonoscopy." I'm like, "Oh, we're we're there." He's like, "Oh yeah, we're there." Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of a give and take there, but a PSA test is simple. When you go see your GP, yeah. general practitioner, they do a CBC comp metabolic panel. That's all they test for. Yeah. So checking for your, your white blood cells, your red blood cells, your cholesterol, things of that nature, your ALT, liver enzymes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just say, hey, doc, even if I got to spend the $22, can you please add it to my blood work and get your PSA checked when you're young? Which we do here anyway. It's standard. Oh, it's on every single test. Every single test, we, yeah. Uh, we do a, a CR-124 test for females, which is a, a cancer screen mm-hmm. for every woman that comes to the door. So it's like, and that, so that test is on. So that would yeah, be like ovarian, g- breast, everything. Well, ovarian, but this is the thing. Your general practitioner doesn't do that most yeah. of the time unless you ask for it. You know, so you be, be verbal. Find out what your family history is. If you have anything in your family history, do the work yourself. Find out what tests you need to get and find out what you need to say to get those tests. We're already paying so much for insurance in this country. It's ridiculous. And the last thing they want to do is pay for anything. So... That's what people need to realize. I, th- I think that, you know, coming back to the whole thing about, you know, it's, it's much easier to get Xanax than it is to have somebody prescribe testosterone. It, it comes down to the money thing, right? Um, but then... Well, the scary part is, is that you have doctors now transitioning over into this pain management and mental clarity is what they call it. And they're, these GPs are almost in a direction of like, man, I've been doing this for 25 years. The billable payable on this stuff. I was making three hundred thousand a year as a general practitioner. Now making one hundred and fifty thousand. I need supplemental income. That's exactly what I was about to say. Is like it's cheaper. It's so they're not making money, and they make more money off these big pharma reps coming in and, and selling their drugs. Well, when you when you when you get on Xanax or Percocets or any of that stuff, you have to come see your doctor what once a week, once a month. That's twelve visits a year. That equals a hundred bucks a year per patient. So another twelve hundred bucks a year per patient. That's why insurance wants that money. They're not gonna. They're not gonna pay for. Well, know, I mean, your, it's a lot of it's. You know, there's a lot of uh, these guys are all cash pay. Yeah. Those are the ones you should be very careful about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's scary. But 
Positive note. Yeah. Positive note. Um, I want to express some gratitude to you and your wife and your team back there. It's been an amazing ride. Um, it's been great to have you in these meetings. You've taught me a lot. It's been it's been awesome. And and Nick's a very, very busy guy, but I have a funny feeling that if you reach out to him and you have some real desire in life and some real direction, that he's a great guy to go to for some answers. So I'm not trying to add anything to his plate, but he's he's almost at the point here to where he's going to have to mentor one or two of you guys out there. So for his you, for, for his you growth. say that. Yeah. We got that, we got that mentorship program. Yeah. It's the, the, the always forward mentorship. Oh program. yeah, that's true. You, you, you do have that program. Yeah. I, you just launched that program. Well, we're taking names. You're taking names. I'm taking names. If you're interested, there's a link you can sign up for it. Yeah, I, we'll I would, I will, I'll tell you, I, I know Nick pretty well, getting to know each other better. Our kids play together. Um, and we spend a lot of time together. We'll be spending more. And, um, that's something I would definitely uh, take advantage of if you're trying to start a business, be a better employee, be better at anything. Um, he's, in the last two years, has been tremendous growth on his end. I'm allowed to say that. I'm three years older than him. Um, <laughs> I'm a baby to sit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, he was, he, was, uh, he was doing the deal when I was learning business. Yeah. You know, you're, I, I, got. that's I, what I always say. And, and maybe I'm not, but I'm always like, I always feel, and we've talked about that. I've always felt like I'm behind, even though I've done very well. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we've, I mean, we've done very well. pe- people hate this, you, you know, when the, someone's like, you're right where you're supposed to be. Sure, sure, you know? sure. But, but it's like, I did, but, I was in the military for 12 years. Granted, did I learn a lot of things? That's what I was going to say. You wouldn't be where you are without no, those experiences. No, And, and you also did what you did for nothing 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 i i you know my my circle my close circle right now is all me us guys you, yeah it's who i yeah. hang out with i hunt with you guys i shoot with you guys i you guys hang out with my family my my freaking wife's like, friends like, with all their wives it's like it's like it, our it's, our friend in south carolina when you found out how much he made doing that job what did you I, dude i mean this guy is getting after it He's a badass. Getting after it. And he's, when he's I he's like a nation nation hero. He is like he's he is a, hero. a bad, bad yeah. dude. And I, I spoke to him the other day for about thirty minutes. And uh it, it was awesome. He's doing great. Um and anyways, with that being said, I was like, dude, you could be running a four he is so <laughs> for, for those for those of you out there he's that, so smart. For those of you out there that don't understand Mars soccer, um a, a beret or or a SEAL or yeah, yeah. Delta, these guys can all be a pro athlete or run a Fortune 500 company. That is what the makeup is. In my opinion, looking out, like with the community that I'm in, I've sat down every time I've met one, I've like, I've, I've, I tell them about my business right away. Because they're, they're like, oh man, you should maybe do this. I'm like, wow, that's, that's great. That's free. <laughs> Thanks. And, and it, it, it's nuts. And the amount of money is just insane. But that, that hit your gratitude level. Yeah. That gave you that gratitude of thresh on money. And you haven't let that money control you. Right. When the money controls you, learn from my mistakes. Right. Guess what? It's a downhill slide. And from the fact that you came from that position of near-death experiences, witnessing the worst things on the face of the earth, you were doing it for the country and for you and for your team for nothing monetarily. Yeah. That is a huge benefit because you probably will never experience money controlling you like it did to me. That one thing right there probably made you excel faster than being out of the military. Yeah, business. You've, you've, you've said that a lot to me. You're like, this is, you want to, you want to become extremely wealthy, keep working hard and keep making money. Don't change shit about your, your living. 10 levels below your means. 10 levels. I, I I mean, I people people compared to me to my peers, my partners, and they're like, "Dude, like, I don't get it. What do you own? Two percent? No, dude. <laughs> my bank account. I like my bank account with a shitload of zeros behind it. <laughs> I'm gonna drive a Ford. <laughs> I do. I do. I do drive a Ford. But um, yeah, it's it's been great, man. And I I I really appreciate the opportunity coming on here. And I every time I do this, I I learn so much more. And that's like a big thing for me because you you get in this like successful the successful position and you think you've got it. And like a lot of guys stop that additional growth because they can just, I could just coast dude. I can just coast, but that doesn't really help me. I don't grow as a person. I can't 
help. No, man. Like, just you. You want to move forward in life? Then I I make jokes when we come down here because it's like when I come down here, we are because I'm working on all my other stuff back home in my team, but I'm also working with your team. And and you're in the trenches. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the trenches. So it's like, it's fast, long days. I love the last time we were down here. I brought Johnny because we had to do some bank stuff. Yeah, and he was like, whoa. He was like, dude, we're moving like, I'm like, this is the way it is, man. He's in the backseat going, was that a, was that a complete conversation up there? Like, how'd that, how did you come up with that with like a 30 second? Yeah, it was crazy. He was like, that's, that's, but listen, that's the type of stuff that's like really important for people to see. Like, yeah, we're, I'm at jujitsu until like nine to last night. And then you text me, you're like, I'm going to bed. And then you te- immediately text me, you're like 6 a.m., 6.30, I'm picking you up. We're doing circuits. Yeah. And I'm like, and then we're getting right after it. And that's, that's it. That's what happened. And I, I mean, yeah. I feel, I, I feel great doing that stuff and I feel great like pushing myself. Like, that's so important. Like, Well, you, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, and it's like you don't want to leave anything on your plate. So the reason why you work so fast and you're voice texting so much and you're, you're responding to emails, and, and I've learned a lot, don't put anything off. Handle exactly. it right then. I, I, my goal is – At the end of the day my, – my, my cutoff point is 5, 6 o'clock. Yep. Then I start to accrue for day for the following day. But everything I need to address – from that time until the next five, six o'clock is done and addressed before I leave. Or passed off or whatever. Or passed off. And that goes on a follow-up list or something else. But there is there is not, because I don't want, just like you say and I say, I don't want someone depending on me getting back to them or not doing my portion. Or waiting on me. Or waiting on me. I want to wait on other people. I don't want anybody to wait on me. I don't want to wait on other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, man. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate you once again. And Yeah, man. I'm not trying to end it. I know this is your show, but um, well, stuff. this is uh, actually this is your birthday. My birthday. Oh, it's my birthday's. Uh, that's true. It is my birthday. It's that's my right. Birthday. It's my birthday. So when we're this, when you listen to this, yeah. when you listen to this, this is your birthday. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And you're how old now? Forty four. Forty three. Thanks, Nick. Forty three. That's great. Forty three. Forty four. What's the difference? Uh, none at this Th- point. There really isn't, and um, it's been uh, this year's this year's been going so well and going so fast. And um, I'm going to end with one little piece here. Um, it's a gratitude piece. So I have a very good friend in South Carolina. Um, and uh, I just want to let him know that he's in my thoughts and prayers and my, my whole team too. His son um, just uh, had a baby and ended up having SIDS two months later and, uh, and passing away um, this past month. And then um, the following week, his, his niece uh, had a miscarriage and, Baby was 21 Horrible. weeks, gave birth, and uh, she passed away. The baby passed away. So he had two two little babies in a short period of time. And um, just wanted to say to him that, you know, he's in my thoughts. If he needs anything, I love him. And, um, and uh, you know, the entire team uh, knows you, and uh, our heart goes out to you. So um, whatever you need, brother, we're here. I think it's a lesson to everybody to be very, very thankful for what you have regardless, yeah, it's right? it's huge. It's huge. Because whatever whatever bad day you think you're having, someone's having a lot worse day. Man. Yeah. I mean, it, and and the, the it's it's very sensitive for around kids. You know, that's a that's a hard one. Yeah. And um, you know, he's for doing, babies. He's doing the best he can. Yeah. So uh, I love you, Paul, and um, we're here for you, buddy. So remember, be thankful. Be thankful. You know what? Tell somebody that. And I always I'll end it on this. You think you're having a bad day, or you're feeling in the dumps? You know what you should do? Stop worrying about yourself. Go help somebody else out. I love that. Thanks, brother. Yeah, take take that out of your own head and go help someone else out. None of that, you know, and the whole basis for this podcast, the whole basis for my brand has always been um, never quit, never surrender, and always keep moving forward. And with that, you guys, screenshot this, leave us a review, drop a like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff, and um, we'll we'll – you, if you tag Sid, you tag me, you tag Core, we'll share this out. We'll get this information out there because people need to hear this. It will radically change their lives. So other than that, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Out. Uh-huh.